Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Lech. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Witcher, Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? Doing okay. Can't complain. Can't yeah. fucking complain. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's a good time. You seem like you're in a good mood today. You know, when I when I uh, rolled up today, you actually uh, greeted me with a, a nice welcome instead of saying, you know, uh, shouting vulgarities at me or telling, them I, telling me I'm late when I'm not and... You know, it was very nice. You know, even when you were late today, I didn't say anything. I was one minute late, dude. Yeah, I'm I just, literally checked my phone as I got out of my car. It was ten thirty-one. You know, here's the thing: I saw it as well, and I'm like, "Oh, he's late." But then I go, "You know what? I'm not going to say anything to him about it, though. I'm right? Just gonna be, I, I'm just going to be a shocked. nice guy." I was, I was all geared up for uh, you know a fight, and uh, you know, you're. Just, I figured I'd save it for the air. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. Glad to hear it. So yeah. there you go. So. uh What's going on? So you were uh, t- telling me you wanted to uh, talk about the State of the Union address, and yeah, so I, of course, had, did not watch it, so I have no, no you, idea. You didn't watch it at all. Yeah. But I did want to bring one part about the State of the Union address up. Okay. And this is about Social Security. So within the within the State of the Union address, Biden had accused the Republicans right. of wanting to end Social Security. Right. As if. I, yeah, I wish they would, but. And so, but the Republicans took the bait and started all of them in the, in the House of Representatives or in the, you know, the chamber that they were all, they were speaking in, massively started booing him at this point. Right. And Biden, in, an, in, in, in a moment of uh, wisdom, or not wisdom, but in a moment of being clarity. able to, clarity, yeah, in yeah. a moment of clarity. <laughs> the the uh, delusional stupor of uh, senility briefly lifted is what you're saying. Yeah, and okay. he basically kind of was like, hey, I'm glad you guys agree, so now we can mo- make sure we don't cut it or do anything like that with it. Like, that was smooth. He, they, took the, he, they took the bait, right. and this guy lay, you know, lays it out, right? Right. But I wanted to bring something about this specific issue up. Right. Like, this is a math thing. This is not a partisan thing. There's more money going out than coming in. Right. Like when Social Security started, it was like 50 workers for one retiree. Right. And now it's like two or like three. Right. To one retiree. Like the math just doesn't sustain itself. Right. But yet nobody a wants to even admit that. For some reason. I mean, look, you get some like there's some Republican proposals out there and they can point to like Rick Scott's proposal and things like that. But even Rick Scott's proposal is just like sunsetting everything after five years. It's not even a, specifically can, addressing Social Security. Can Well, he's he's working on Medicare right now. And, and can I just interject here momentarily? I haven't seen anyone point out the fact that Rick Scott is leading the charge for Medicare reform uh, in the Senate. 
and he's you know all the Republicans are looking to him to come up with a plan, and he is literally the person who defrauded Medicare for one point two billion dollars. Yes, okay. look that, that <laughs> irony. That irony is not. And, you know, even 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 the liberal media is not talking about that. No, none of them do. Man. I, I I don't understand why. <laughs> I mean, like what they choose, but they, what they choose yeah. to bring up and stuff is just the Democrats stuff. aren't going after him for that. Why not? It it is it, it is. I don't understand, especially in the world we live in today of gotcha politics and of of why because they they've already it's such a low you know hanging why? fruit because they've already done it and he already got through it without it so they're not going to bring hey, it back yeah up but again. I, I mean still <laughs> that stigma i'll tell you when they're saving it. i'll tell you what they're saving it for they're saving it for when he runs for president oh god you think that fuck's gonna run for president yes oh, oh absolutely is he's yeah. running oh dude that that dude is absolutely geared well up i know to he wants to but you think he's got any reasonable shot at it whatsoever not in 24 no clearly not in 24 but God, that evil, down the road, though, down the road. Oh, oh geez, you know, it gets, oh, look, it gets worse than that. You know who the next governor is going to be, don't you? Of uh, Florida? Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> Wilton Simpson. Oh, yeah, whatever. God, there's yeah. some. I, I tell you what, boy, there are some Republicans <sighs> that I hope run in that fucking race for defensive purposes alone. I would go and help them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Pasadomo will run against them. <laughs> That's not the name I was looking for. No, who are you thinking? No, I'm not even going to say it out loud. Oh, really? You, oh, I'm not even going to say it out loud. Do you have something working behind the scenes? I have. I have. You got some feelers out? I, let me put it to you this way. There is one person in particular that I have sent a message to, like a, because I still, I have his, uh, uh, I have his uh, cell phone number. Right. And I said to him in no uncertain terms, if you decide to run for governor, I will help your campaign. Okay. I'm muting you for a second. You got to tell me. All right. You're muted. Go ahead. No, I don't believe you that I'm muted. Yeah, you're muted. Okay, well, I could see that. Yeah, I so, mean, yeah, I don't care, but uh, well, I don't again, and I don't think he's gonna anyway. Yeah, but I just for again for I, the last person I want to be governor of Florida is the guy that was the governor on The Walking Dead. Hmm. Uh, you remember The Walking Dead show? Right. Do you remember the guy that was known as the governor? Right. Okay, he looks just like him. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just as evil, I guess. But at any rate. So, Wilton Simpson you're talking but, about. Yeah, but yeah. at any rate, let me, let me get past and, and all by this. The, by the way, folks, uh, if, you're, if you're listening to another state and you, you, know, you don't know this, uh, uh, Alex and I do actually pull the strings of all Florida politics. So we're, we're working behind the scenes. God, we can, I can only we are the We are the kingmakers in this state. Shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ, boy, wouldn't that be something? All right. So, but I wanted to get to the point of Social Security, though. Okay. And the point of it is, though, is that this is a math, again, this is a math thing. There's not enough workers yeah. to cover that. Yeah, and, and, and the, the calculations for how we um, we, we generate, uh, you know, the, the, the revenue and the output for Social Security uh, were actually uh, put together by a very, very intelligent uh, man. His, his name was Ponzi. Yes. <laughs> like, and here's the thing, though. So there's only, the only there's only three ways out of this, right? Right. The first way is you have to massively increase taxes. Right. B, you have to massively reduce benefits. Right. But there's a third option. Mm -hmm. And the third option is you need more workers than you got retirees. Right. Now. Since the birth rate in this country... Well, there's a fourth option. What's the fourth? Oh, end it all together. End it all together and refund everything everyone's paid into it. And then everyone's going to be flush and they can retire on their own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, and the young people... Uh, well, here's who, the thing. Where's the government going to get the money even to do that, though? 
I'd just go into debt, print more money. Wow, well, they've done it before. That's what they're going to have. But yeah. that's what they'd have. To and do. then eggs will be twenty seven dollars a dozen. So no, but he, actually, here's my solution to the problem because it's okay. the third option that uh, that I wanted to bring up. And for people that listen to this show, because there's some people that listen to the show that I think are uh, probably probably un- like Social Security, want to keep it, things like that. Right. They're called old. Yes, the olds, the <laughs> yeah. olds. So here's my solution to the olds. Yeah. So the first one is you need to understand that there's not going to be more fucking, at right. least not more kids going on right now. We're going to talk about a little bit more of reasons why yeah. that is later yeah. on. So in this society right now, you're not going to have more people have kids. So you need to find the workers from somewhere. Now, luckily, people still really, really, really want to come to this country. So much so that they're willing to smuggle themselves into the country or jump the fucking fence and go through go through a fucking desert to get into this country. So you should open up immigration and get as many people into the country as humanly fucking possible. Right now, here's the thing about that, though. You have to also work to end this fucking program. And I think that the best way to do it is to offer a choice. Yes, I concur. So the choice is you massively reduce the amount of money. Like you have an option. You can either, if you live here now and you're an American now, you can either keep the system, like you as an individual, you can keep it the way you want to keep the, the current system, right. or you can do a new thing. And the new thing would be you got to take a portion of it out. And, and again, I, and again no, I'm no, not going to go. Just give people the option to opt out. Okay, give people the option to opt out. I've been trying that since I was in my late 20s, and you can't do it. Yes. But let's just, again, let's go down this road a little bit here. So give me a little bit of rope here before you start fucking hanging me. Okay. If you give people an option where they only got to pay basically like a penalty into the current system in order to try to minimize the amount of pain for the olds that are in there now. Right. The rest of it, let them do what they want to do with it. Put it in, I mean, again, have it go to a, a separate account with their name on it. I don't care what you do with that. However, anybody else, all the immigrants coming into the country don't get option A. They can only have option B or they can just opt out entirely. Okay. But I still think that they would pay, in, again, in order to minimize the amount of pain possible because some generation is going to have to feel the pain. Like there's a, in a Ponzi scheme, somebody's going to have to pay the piper at the end of it. That's only true when you can't print money. Well, that's true too. When you can print money, it doesn't matter. Well, I mean, it does yeah. matter. You're well, still money from everybody else. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't. You see what I'm saying? That's that's the difference between a a government and any free market solution is because you know when you can just keep printing money, and yeah, of course, the price of everything goes up yeah. because that's the nature of inflation. But you know, it, you can always create a period of prosperity before everything catches up with you, and then you just print more money and everybody adjusts yeah. to it, and, and that's what's literally been happening for over a hundred years. I just, I just, I think the thing that irks me the most is if you see some of the most, some of the people that are the most adamant against immigration, right? It's the old people, right? If it's the one group of people that would actually benefit the most from the mass amount of migration that's needed, right? It's those same fucking people, right? And I wish that they would understand that the system as it's set up right now. And again, look, were you sold a bill of goods, a bill of lies by the government? Yep, absolutely. You were sold completely. You know, there sold is a bill a, of goods. there is another solution to this. Solar flare. No, 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 no. And this is actually a legitimate solution. Um, if you wanted to come to this country, 
Okay, you could bo- volunteer to be an indentured servant for an old person for five years, and after that, you get your your citizenship. <laughs> and all the money you make, you know, during that time, you take care of them. You, you know, yeah. you you go out and earn money, which they get. You know, and then you'd have the old people, uh, <laughs> you know, hey, let's open the borders. You know, problem well, solved. Here's the thing, and then after five years, they a, get their citizenship. In a, and, in a monetary way, that's exactly what my plan is proposing. So it, it basically bring back slavery is what you're saying. I like it. Yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> Look, I'm looking at it. We'll repeal the 14th Amendment. You know? I, just, with that, I, think, I think the thing that irks me the most is like, you know, but Biden is accusing the Republicans of something that they're not in favor of. I wish they were. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, boy, wouldn't it be nice if these guys had a plan to end it? Right. But they don't. They have no fucking plan. They don't want to end it. Right. Yeah. They. You know why? Because they want that reliable voting block of old it's people. It's the same too. reason that the fair tax is never going to pass. Because it yeah. gives them a level of power and a level of control over the population. And they don't th- want to They don't want to give up. Yeah. Politicians never want to give up control over you. Right. Never. 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 Yeah. And that's the one Especially thing. when they can profit off of it. Especially because they do profit off of it. Yeah. And that is a bipartisan thing. And if you don't think that's a bipartisan thing, then you're a fucking idiot. Right. Right. You know, and and the the amazing thing is, is, you know, like Medicare, for example, if you look at what Medicare actually covers and what it actually pays, it's a horrible deal. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's just a horrible deal. You got to be by all kinds of. You have to buy other things to supplement. To fill in the gaps. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's just. It's, it's, you know, there's gotta be a better way. To, and then like, there it, is a better way. Yeah. Yeah. Get, get, get rid of all this shit. Right. Right. Absolutely. You know, and for the, the people who are truly actually desperate in need, uh, then, you know, you, you let the charities take care of them. You bring back the, the and we can, we've talked about that. We've been talking about this for 15 years now, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, that's, it, it just makes sense. The fix to all these is just get government out of it and abolish all forms of insurance. It's, you know, it's it's hard to overestimate what a huge economic boon it would be if we were to abolish all forms of insurance. Now, occasionally, would that put a few people in bad situations? Yes, it absolutely would. Having said that, for the vast majority of people, it would be a huge amount of prosperity for them. I mean, there'd be a lot of people unemployed that are in the insurance industry, but yeah, well, yeah. fuck them. Fuck though. them. <laughs> Learn to <laughs> right. code. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. I'd fu- yeah. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Go be an fuck. indentured servant for an old person. <laughs> yes. Get five years. Get your five years in. Right. But you know, it, it really is amazing that uh, you know how much of this, the problems that we face now, are problems that were initially created by government and by corporations using the force of government to essentially mandate things. Yes. You know, oh, yeah. it's yeah. like whenever you have a mandate of something, it always gets screwed up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just horrendous. It's and, when you have choice that everything it, works out better. And it's like, you know, the, the, the health care plan, I was, again, looking at health care plans because I haven't had health insurance in, you know, 15 years, me, my family, anyone. And, uh, yeah, I was looking at plans, seeing, because I, I keep thinking in my back, the back of my head is that someday like there's going to be. wrong, and then there's going to be the cost-benefit <laughs> yes. analysis right. where it starts to make sense for you. Yeah, and it's like. And it never does. And especially being self-employed. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I've got to pay both ends of everything. I get double hit on taxes because i got to pay myself. Uh, you know, I got to pay income tax on me as an employee and for myself as the employee. Yeah. You know, and, and same with my wife. And But it, it's like for. Uh, <laughs> for an individual plan, 
Okay, it would cost about seven or eight hundred dollars a month to get a fifty-fifty policy. Oh it pays God. half of your medical expenses, um, and uh, there's like a you know seven eight hundred dollar a year deductible. Jesus, it's like why on God's green earth would I do that? You know, well because they've gotten everybody, and especially since I'm paying both halves of the premium. You know, normally when you work for a cover company, they'd pay one half, you'd pay the other. Essentially, yeah. Uh, you know, but uh, it's just absolute insanity. Well, that's another thing when the, you know when employees talk about how you know fifteen. Why well, we're only getting fifteen an hour? If it's a company that offers benefits, you're getting way more than that. Well, no, you're not really though. That's you know, the thing. Your cost, you're not. Your cost is way more. Than sure, that. that's true, but <laughs> you're not getting any real benefit out of it. Hmm. You know. You're forced to give it to the government. Right. Or the employer's forced to give it to the government on your behalf. Uh, and uh, it, it goes the same with Social Security taxes. Not only to the government, but also to private corporations. Yeah. You know, you're literally forced to do that. It's, it's And pay double the price. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Hey. For, for half the service. Yes. All right. So, Insanity. So that, and that was the one thing I wanted to bring up in the State of the Union thing. Other than yeah. that, it was all just stupid. But bottom line say, is the Mitt State Romney, of the Union is fucked. Mitt Romney did yell at Santos, though. Oh, really? Yeah, like, you don't belong here. <laughs> oh, God, he doesn't either. And oh, well, neither one of them does, but it was kind of funny, though. <laughs> like, you know. Well, yeah, Santos is just insane. It looks like, it, 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 we'll get to this in a minute. I don't want to go into it yet. But yeah. uh, it looks like we have another pathological liar uh, in Congress. And, uh, aren't what, they all, though? Well, this, this one's pretty bad, too. And, and one that's uh, close to home for us. So yes. we'll get into that a little later. But let's talk Chinese balloons. You know, I love talking Chinese balloons. I like, yeah, you know, it's like uh, uh, not not those, uh, one of those one Chinese lantern type balloons. You yeah, know, not one of those. We're talking in a little different kind. So uh, when we were on the air last week, uh, they had not yet shot down the balloon. They actually shot it down. Yeah, we were wrong. Later that I was after. wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Well, there were some some incorrect reports at the time, and, and they, you know, not confirmed. But we shot down the balloon over uh, off the coast of South Carolina, and, uh, you know, the Navy recovered it. The FBI has it. And it turns out it, what I predicted, that this was a, a SIGINT balloon. You know, they were trying to capture radio signals, as I predicted, because the whole photography thing they were saying that made no sense yeah you know? uh but uh yeah and you know the more i thought about it i realized that because even with the the sigint there's a limit to the value of that information because anything being broadcast over a radio is going to be fully encrypted so they may able to be get the frequencies but the the data are going to have a really hard time decrypting that data if they can at all and most likely they can't yeah um but I started thinking about it, and what they, I think what they were really doing was footprinting. You know? And footprinting, uh, for those of you who don't know, in the hacking world, that's kind of the first step when you're trying to uh, uh, attack a target. So you got to footprint it. you got to find out you know, what systems they're using, how, you know, what their access is, who's using it, that sort of yeah. thing. Because in all reality, the vast majority of hacking these days is done through the person in the chair sitting in front of the computer. Yeah. Okay. So I was thinking, what value could China, you know, because it's a pretty big risk, what oh, they yeah. did. You know, I mean, they, they had to know that by doing this, they were potentially triggering an international incident, which they did. What would be the benefit? And I realized probably the most important device on that balloon was a stingray. Because <laughs> here's the thing. If you fly over a military base, a spe specifically a, a, a nuclear you know, a weapons facility, mm -hmm. okay, 
what could you really garner? Because you've got to know that all their communications are going to be on totally lockdown. But what's not going to be on lockdown? The individual people working on the bases, phones yeah, and tablets and things like that. So by flying over with a stingray, you can capture all the phone numbers and data that's associated with that. Okay. Yeah. Now you get that information back, you go back to China and you start attacking those phones, try to compromise those phones. And you're going to be able to compromise a lot of them. I mean, we know today that there are hacking tools out there where you don't even need the user to interact with the phone to be able to hack it. Yeah, ask, you got, the, ask the NSA. Yeah, ask the NSA, ask the Israelis. Yeah. They have this. Uh, so presumably China does too. So what they, I believe they were actually trying to do was. Uh, compromise Much more personal information yes to compromise individuals and there would be two avenues to this is is one if they could compromise you know an individual's devices in such a way they could maybe pick up through wi-fi signals bluetooth things like that ways that they could compromise the system mm-hmm. you know but also they could find intel on individuals that could then be compromised for human intelligence like for example uh, you find out that, you know, you get in someone's phone, you find out they're doing something criminal. Yeah. You blackmail them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You get in someone's phone, you find out they've got all these financial problems, you bribe them. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That is the reality of what the Chinese were trying to do. Because I was I was racking my brain on, on how much real intel, because it's such a huge risk. But then I realized they were going after the people. This is a cybersecurity preparation. The Chinese were footprinting us. And I guarantee you that's what the FBI ultimately finds. Now, let me ask you another question. Do you and think, they may not disclose that. Do you think we jammed that signal? No. So they literally let a balloon that was doing what you're talking about yeah. float across the entire fucking country yeah before they fucking blew it down yeah i don't i don't think they were they would be able to actively jam it the whole time without causing a dramatic area-wide outage yeah you know what i'm saying because even that high up yeah because if and here's the thing i would believe it if when we were getting reports of the uh the ground stop over billings and and all that if we were also getting reports of widespread cell phone outages then I would believe they were jamming it. But they they didn't. But I didn't hear that. So presumably, no, that was not jammed. Uh, so they were controlling this aircraft, this balloon, and they were flying it over military installations, and that primarily was the purpose. And I bet you that they're – I don't know if they could have actually broadcast that data, and they may have, they may have already broadcast the data via satellite – yeah, from the balloon, or if they were going to attempt to recover the balloon and, you know, the data was recorded on there. But it wouldn't make much sense to do that because if it gets intercepted, you want that data as soon as you get it. Well, yeah, you, you, can't, you can't wait for it to get a recording right. on the inside because you, you knew you weren't getting that thing back. Yeah, so... Like, you had to have known they were going to... Look, eventually they were going to shoot it down. They weren't just going to let it go all the way over then let you come back and pick it up. Well, they had before, you know. Well, yeah, but... It's, they, it's happened. This is not the first time it's happened, but this is the first time that it was disclosed to us because civilians happened to spot it. And if civilians hadn't spotted that balloon, it would have never been reported. Well, no, that's right. Yeah. Now, so, now, in, now you got in here in, from NBC News that the military shot down a high-altitude object flying over Alaskan airspace, and so now they're now they're just shooting shit out of the oh, sky. Oh, yeah. Now, it's not going to happen again. So now that the public knows that this happens, uh, we will shoot down every balloon, which, honestly, we should have been doing from the get-go. Yeah, you know? I'm kind of like, why don't you just shoot these fucking... Th- like, why would you... Again, why let it get this far? Right. 
Right. Now, they're they're saying that uh, this they're not defining this as a balloon. They're defining it as an object. Um, so uh, but, you know, basically they're they're hinting at this was, you know, a, a Chinese spy craft. So maybe it was a drone of some sort. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, now we're going to shoot down all of them. So and <laughs> you know, frankly, that's what we ought to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you don't not. I don't know why you, you let it get that far. You don't want to start an international incident with China. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I hear you. Yeah, you're right. right. You don't want to start one. But I would think that they're the ones that started it. though. Right. Well, and in fact, it looks like the government is now trying to give China an out uh, so that they can re- resume negotiations, reschedule uh, Blinken's visit. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but the U.S. government is now saying that they don't believe that Xi Jinping actually knew about the balloon. So and how do they know that shit? Well, they, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack on that particular statement. One is how did they know that? And if they know that, it means they've got some very, very, very good intelligence gathering capabilities. Or they're lying inside. Or or they're flat out lying to give Xi Jinping the opportunity to save face, you know, and not really save face so much. It's kind of like both sides can save face and say, well, that's why we, you know, from the U.S. perspective, they can say, yeah, that's why we agreed to meet with him again, because he didn't know what was going on. It was his underlings. And, you know, they've got that all squared away. And Xi Jinping, if he chooses to, can take that same approach and say, yeah, you know, a a general was unauthorized. We're going to put him in jail. And, you know, he can do that as well. Um, But I don't know if that would be a good look for him domestically. So he may or may not do that. But it it does give him a political uh, out, so to speak, to, uh, you know, kind of push this, you know, push this issue aside and and move forward. Uh, But uh, (laughs) this may not help that the fact that we're still shooting down objects. And uh, this was also an interesting one, is that some mysterious green lasers over Hawaii were likely from a Chinese satellite. And I, I've taken a look at these. Uh, did you see this? What the fuck? Yeah. So uh, essentially, basically, this is a, a like a time lapse, second at a time photo of, oh, of okay. the lasers. All right. So the, the lasers coming down, you know, essentially like yeah, yeah. this. Uh, but uh, yeah, what they were doing is, it, it, and it's clear, it's these were green visible lasers offshore of Hawaii. Now, I think they're just fucking with us on that. No, no. There's the, they are doing one very specific thing. What? Uh, they are using LIDAR, because, uh, and they're using undersea LIDAR. They are mapping uh, very precisely the ocean floor around Hawaii. Okay? To what end? So that you know exactly where to put your subs if you want to shoot uh, you know, torpedo oh, I ships coming out of Pearl Harbor. Right. <laughs> you know, this, that... Honestly, what they're doing there is a preemptive uh, measure for an attack on Pearl Harbor. <laughs> That's literally what it is. This is like a preparation for 1941 all over again. Jesus, you know. Christ. And the the funny thing is, is they're doing it so bl- blatantly that man, they are getting ready to go on Taiwan. You know, you think so? Yeah, yeah. I I think 2024, 2025. They're going to green light Taiwan, maybe even sooner than that, because they wouldn't be doing all this. Well, maybe they would. Maybe they're trying to escalate to de-escalate, 
you know, maybe they're yeah, taking I, that I, philosophy. I do think that it's possible that they're just if if it were anyone else, I'd say yes. But the Chinese man, they play the long game, you know, and when they set a goal, they they rarely waver from it. So uh, it, these things, you know, we're, even though they're fucked too, though, but eh, not if it stays conventional and it stays limited to time. Well, no, no, I'm just saying overall, they're they're like they're fucked when it comes to like population and stuff like that. Oh well, yeah, but like, no. You think we're we're you think we're backwards? Hey, look, if if China got down to you know uh, five hundred million people, it wouldn't be that big a deal for them. Well, you know, you what I'm that, when you got so many olds, though. Yeah, yeah, um, but yes, yeah, as, as far as a, a war is concerned, they've got a little bit of an advantage if it stays limited to you know the South China Sea and yeah, you know, uh, stays conventional. But uh, yeah, a lot of things going on there. But uh, just uh, something to watch, something to keep a very close eye on, because this is getting dangerous. But anyway, uh, where do you want to go to next? Uh, hang on a second here. Let me uh, open up the screen here. I was looking at the it's on the CNN thing. Oh, where were you so, looking at? No, 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 no. I was the Z thing. Oh, all right. So you think the silver dollar is going back in your direction? I do. I do. All right, so explain what it is. Well, it's clear. Pence has been subpoenaed by uh, the special counsel investigating Trump's role on January 6th. Oh, my God. So they're questioning Mike Pence. And, you know, I'm pretty sure that uh, Mike Pence is not going to fall on his sword to uh, defend Donald Trump. (laughs) Yeah, but when it comes to the January 6th thing, he's got nothing for him. Oh, I'm sure he does. Yeah, he was presiding over the over like he wasn't with Trump. Look, I'm sure that at some point in time, Trump got a hold of Pence and told him what his expectations were. Oh, I got you. You see what I'm saying? That that could be the case. But I I, I mean, and if that's the case, yeah, but that's a good argument for treason. Yeah, but the, the, the argument is not falling on a sword, though. What do you mean? Like, it's not like Pence did anything wrong. Pence did. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying is um Right. But I'm saying that by falling on his sword, Pence is not going to, like, lie to help Donald Trump. Well, no, of course you not. Know, he's not going to plead the fifth or anything. You know what I'm saying? No, 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 yeah. no, no. So he's, he's not going to do that. Pence is, uh, and for all indications, Pence is a relatively straight-up honest guy. Okay? Yeah, he's the guy that won't have dinner with a woman if his wife's not there. Right, right. So this is a guy that has a mindset of, not only avoiding impropriety, but avoiding even the appearance of impropriety. Yes. So this is the kind of guy that is going to tell the truth. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. So, I, I just don't think there's anything. Like, I, I think that Trump and them probably knew that shit. Well, no, nah, never mind. What am I thinking? Right. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> Where are you going why with that? Would right? I, why would I try to rationalize the irrational? And uh, the uh, a grand jury uh, has now uh, uh, summoned or subpoenaed, I assume, uh, the uh, Trump lawyer, uh, lawyer in the Mar-a-Lago search. So that's another front where they're still going after him. Now, we talked about this, that the the classified documents case has gotten a lot more muddy since now we're yeah. finding Biden has them, Pence has them. You know, we probably go back and everybody's got them. Yeah. You know, um, and they just the FBI just searched uh, Pence's house and found a couple of classified documents there. Yeah. So I think this goes to show you that <laughs> classified documents are not as classified as we think they are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's no wonder that the, the Russians and Chinese got so many of them. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's no wonder that they can literally copy all of our uh, uh, military equipment like to the T pretty much right after we release them. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, so I think that uh, the the latest uh, developments uh, is kind of swung the silver dollar bet back to my direction. I mean, I don't really think so, but like, I just think you're falling for the, I think you're falling for it that you don't need to be falling for. Oh, uh, you think, so you think this is all just a political show? I think it's still just a show. Uh, there's red meat there. It, honestly, there is so much that could have already put Trump in jail for a very long time that the only reason he's not is because he's a former president of the United States and probably a candidate. Well, now he's already announced his candidacy in 2024. He's so a, he's a he's a scared candidate, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's because we're going to have to skip down now to talk about the other part now that we're bringing this up. Well, yeah. I mean, that's he, part of his announcing so early was in order to defend himself and say, see, this is just a political witch hunt. They're good. They don't want me to run for president. Yeah. You know? And. and a smaller and smaller percentage of his supporters will back him on that. But I, I think really his support numbers are dwindling. They, they're they getting lower. And the person that's leading the way, and you know he's leading the way because Trump's attacking him, is DeSantis. Oh, yeah. Without question. And I, I tell you what, man, for for the faith I once had in DeSantis of maybe having the possibility of being a decent human being. I, I mean, like I said, he is my protege. Um, you know, he's uh, I, I was his mentor. Um, and, uh, you know, because, uh, of course, he's the, the second person uh, from my high school to uh, run for uh, governor. So he followed in my footsteps, as I always yeah. like to remind everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Actually, I've never met the man. So just, you know, I, I like to think that. Uh, but having said that, um, you know, he is just fucking up left and right. Like, hold on a second here. What are you talking about? He's fucking up. Oh, he's fucking up left and right. I mean, about what though? No, no, uh, about, about all what? the social issues. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Just, uh, just, just, who cares about drag shows? You know, who? Well, they they, they have cares no about idea. The books? Like, he doesn't understand the like the uh, uh, private businesses kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. You're gonna take the liquor license away from fucking from drag shows, right? From the I, I mean, from just, the company, yeah, or just, from the, the the establishments that have the the drag shows. I don't know why he's doing that because I don't think he needs to do any of that to win a primary election. I think. In it's fact, I think that's actually hurting his chances of winning a primary election. Well, I think that he look. He is a culture warrior, though. Right. Now. Do you think he really is? Because now I'm starting to question a lot of this guy's core beliefs to begin with, and I'll give you an example of why. Well, I definitely don't think he's a free market guy. Right? No, he's stretching imagination. No, he's and he gets and he and the thing is this: he's always trying to get revenge on stuff. Right. Well, here's the thing: he in in some ways he acts very free market, like not shutting down the state. Well, he did shut down the state briefly during COVID, but he opened it back he, up he, right away. Yeah, he he uh, after pretty a month. much he pretty much was well, six weeks. He and then bars much longer. Bars were closed for a long time, if you remember. Yeah, yeah. So that that was in fact that was kind of a little culture warrior type of thing because restaurants weren't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he closed bars but not restaurants. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but. Uh, yeah, so here's one that I think is really going to get him. That DeSantis wanted to ban guns at one of his uh, campaign events. So uh, the Republican governor's campaign wanted weapons banned from his victory celebration. Oh, it was his victory party uh, at the uh, Tampa Convention Center. 
um, a city official said in emails obtained by the Washington Post. And the campaign suggested that the city take responsibility for the firearms ban, the official said, not the governor, who has been a vocal supporter of gun rights. So essentially, um, you know, the, the campaign went to the convention center and said, hey, you need to ban guns here, but we don't want you putting out that we're the ones who said that. We want the city to take the heat for it. So we can, you know, we can say, hey, you know, we wanted to let you guys have guns, but the city said no. And the convention center's policy is, look, it's up to whoever leases a convention center whether you want to ban people with concealed firearm permits yeah. from from entering or not. Um, and so they, they went ahead and did that, set up metal detectors, said no guns and all that. But they were trying to get the, the city of Tampa to take the blame for it. And the city of Tampa's like, hey, you know, that's you're renting the venue. It's a venue. Yeah. You make the decision. Yeah. You know? And so it's it's And this isn't the only time he's done this. Yeah, and that's the kind of hypocrisy that's gonna get him. Another thing is uh, you know, Trump, of course, is heavy on the attack, like you were saying. And uh he posted uh, some interesting photos of uh DeSantis uh, as a teacher, presumably partying uh, and drinking beer with some high school girls, you know, yeah. and they're looking kind of friendly, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Let's, let's hear what you think. This is from like 2001. I think it was. Yeah. I, I, here's the thing. Look, I have all kinds of reasons to not like the things that DeSantis is doing. Right. But this picture ain't fucking one of them. No, no, I know. But. Uh, and, and again, this the the picture is pretty innocuous. There's no accusations that he gave uh, liquor to minors or was you know being in any way sexual with these kids. But just seeing a picture of him holding a beer as a teacher with uh, four you know high school girls hanging all over him, it's horrible opt- optics. I mean, you it, know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Here's the thing. The picture don't look good for him, but it doesn't look bad for him either, though. Uh, like, here's the thing. I don't think anything's going to happen from it. And I do think that I, I do. Look, I think that his response to it, I actually let me give DeSantis some credit here. Yeah, I think the way that DeSantis has gone about his dealings with Trump couldn't be better than they are. Okay, explain. He never mentions them by name. That's smart. And yet attack and yet every time he's get asked a question, his responses are always like you know he's talking about Trump. Right. But he's not specifically naming, naming Trump. Right. But he kind of dismisses him at the same time too. Right. But he doesn't That's name him move. either, though. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm busy working for the people of Florida here. I don't got time for, you know, you got to have thick skin in this game. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like every time you every time there's an attack, DeSantis. And again, he lays little like little things like, well, hey, I won in Florida. You know, right. I won my last election. Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> right. Like he does things like that where it's like it's By a, a dig. huge margin. too. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a dig. And it makes he has a, a weird ability of making Trump continue to look petty but it's it but trump looks petty on his own though like desantis doesn't do anything to make him look petty other than ignore him right now i want to ask you this and question I think he, and i think the trump is deathly scared of desantis oh yeah yeah trump's probably going to lose to desantis unless there's some you know um someone right now that's not on anyone's radar that you know comes up and and takes yeah. the primary which i want to ask you how do you feel about desantis Hmm. Typical Republican. Yeah. 
Yeah. I didn't used to feel that way. No. But but I would say typical Republican. Yeah. But also like you're overboard so, on the, the social justice or not social justice, but the you know what do you call it? You have no principles as far as yeah. uh, private business and private industry go. Right. Your principles go out the window in your battle for the culture war. Yeah. Culture like, war. You, thank you, you will like it's DeSantis is only proof to show that any thought I ever had of the Republican Party actually becoming more libertarian right. was the stupidest <laughs> fucking idea ever. I'm telling you that for like, years. I'm not a liberal. I'm not a conservative. Right. Again, I'm barely a libertarian at this point. I, 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 but but if I'm going to pick one, if I'm going to pick one ideology, it would be that I'm a libertarian, right? And that these guys only prove on a daily basis that you don't, you're not with me, right? Yeah, like you're just you're just not with me. Like DeSantis and the Republicans, you're not with me because you have so willingly given up. Any hint of like free market capitalism, right. you've given up on it. You've and yeah. and the thing is this is if you listen to like there's some people out there that if you listen to them and they talk like behind private rooms or behind private doors and stuff like that, they've abandoned all of that. Oh, like yeah. they're populist now and they're like, well, we're in a, and their argument is, well, we're in a culture war. We didn't start it, but we got to finish it, and that's why we got to do what we got to do. Thinking that they're engaging in it somehow is the way that you win it. When in all reality, like you're not. You're not going to win over the hearts and minds of people with force. Right. And all you do by doing it this way is actually get more people to want to be on the other side. Like they. W- well, no, you, you drive the extremes further apart is what you do. Yeah. You, you make it so there's more people that are extreme on both sides. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 it. It's sad. God, I wish they would at least believe in some free market economics. And they just don't. And, and they really don't even believe in individual freedom. I mean, it's like. Not really. Yeah. Like they, here's the thing. What the Republicans do, and this is what they've always done, really, is pay lip service to it. Yeah. Yeah. And but, kind of the same but, way the Democrats do with the ton of shit. But yeah, yeah. no, no. They both. They, now, I will say this is that I think that the Republicans pay more lip service to individual freedom and liberty. Oh, yeah. Well, it depends on what it is. Yeah. Depending on the issue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, if you want to be, you know, if you want to go into a drag show, of course, they, you know, Democrats love that all day long. Yeah. But. Well, it's like, and yeah, Democrats, uh, you know, pay all kinds of lip service to immigration, but we're still got a fence up at the border and we're stopping everyone. Well, they they don't. Well, that's the other thing, too. They don't believe in immigration either. No. Right. Like all they're arguing over is the numbers. Right. Like how many people are we going to let in? Not that we just need to let people in. Right. Well, when you realize the fact that literally everybody in politics, left, right, center, doesn't matter, is in it for their own personal gain, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. They're just taking whatever path it, it, it they need to take to get there. Well, you know? and and look, and I think DeSantis is I think DeSantis you could say it does he does the least amount possible while still saying he can do something though. Right. Right. And that's like but with it, the like cause there's a constitutional there's a supposed constitutional carry bill going on through Tallahassee right now. Right. All it does is just allow for concealed carry. Right. That's it. Right. Without, without a permit. A per, without a yeah. permit. Which honestly I think is a great it's, hold on, great it's thing. better than what we got. Yeah. But Here's the thing. You flash your weapon, you're in a bunch of trouble. Well, yeah. I'm saying you should. If you lift your arm up and your weapon is shown, you're still in a bunch of trouble. Well, no, they already have that law in the books. For permit carriers. Yeah, but I... 
Really? And, and they're not going to fix that? I don't think so. I think they will. I, I, I think they will. I don't think they're yeah. going to. Uh, because they did change it for permit care. But regardless, regardless, this might n- <laughs> never happen. I mean, this might just be a talking point that they're intentionally not going to make happen. HB1. What's that? It's like it's like HB1. Yeah. No, no. It's, it, it's going to happen. HB1 passes. Okay. It's the, it's the speaker's priority. So probably by July 1st, uh, everyone will be able to conceal carry in the state of Florida. Probably, yeah. Huh. Okay. Because that's normally when the, the laws go into effect for the year. It's either that session. or January 1st of the next year or something yeah. like that. Are, are we in... We're in regular session right now, right? Uh, no, 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 not yet. I mean, it's still no, no, no. We got it's. I mean, it's you're still committee weeks. Okay, all right. So. The sixty day sprint hasn't started yet. Okay, all right, got it. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway. All right, let's get to the other well, pathological liar, though. Well, hang on a second. Do you want to go there, or uh, did you? I, I thought we kind of had a good segue to the uh, what we were talking about during the break uh, about the uh, population control. And I don't know actually why we had a good segue to that. So, Leah, let's not go there. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's go to the other let's, pathological liar. Let's go to the other pathological liar. I mean, you know about this one. So the making of Anna Paulina Luna. Right. The Air Force veteran now serving. Yeah. So Anna Paulina Lina, who oh, God. Uh, this she's she's actually my Congress, uh, Congress person, Congress yes. representative. Mm-hmm. Um, it turns out she's uh, a whole lot like uh, that other, uh, you know, dude. What's his name? The other pathological liar, you just said it. Uh, I, I forget Blanked his name. out. Yeah, I can't believe I'm blanking out, but everybody, uh, uh, Santos. Yeah. Santos. <clears throat> um, it turns out that a lot of things that she's been saying, it just ain't actually true or are very much embellished. Like, uh, you know, uh, it, she claims to be raised Jewish, for example. And uh, it turns out that her grandfather uh, fought for the Nazis, <laughs> you know, her grandfather fought for the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like just a whole lot of things that that people who know her are now saying, well, that's not entirely true. So it seems like she's fabricated a persona and not totally out of nothing like Santos. Did, yeah. But like very much embellished on a lot of things. And some of it was pure fabrication. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting to me that this is now becoming a trend and it seems to be one that works and it's going to be interesting to see whether there are real ramifications for it. Now, Santos took it so far and so extreme that there's probably going to be ramifications for him, but I think what future politicians are going to see is that there's a happy medium there. And we all look, we've all known for years that all politicians are liars. Okay. Yeah. Um, at least all successful ones. <laughs> we, we've got two failed politicians here who are, were not liars, and that's why we failed. Yeah. But I think what you're going to see is that future politicians are going to see that there is a window where they can flat out lie, they can make stuff up about their past. And as long as they're not, it's not too egregious, everyone will let it slide. And that, to me, is just – it's part of the shift in thinking – and I don't know if this is Americans or it's worldwide or what. It's part of the shift into altered realities that we're all willing to accept. Now, Russia is a prime example of a country that's very much there. Russians absolutely accept a political lie as long as it's a good lie. Yeah, well, you know? it doesn't even have to be that good a lot. Yeah, right. 
But Americans, at least historically, have um, been much more, um, you know, much more truth seekers, so to speak, much more likely to reject a lie. But that's all changing. You know, it's almost as if everything about politics is becoming more like a a fantasy, like a superhero movie. I can't really place it, but it's like I think Trump kind of broke this part, too. Or exposed he, he it more. exposed it, I think. Well, I think he yeah. gave everybody else a pass to do it. Maybe. Maybe. Because remember, remember this girl, this woman. Remember Anna Polina Luna's campaign posters? Oh, yeah. It was her and Trump. It was her and Trump. Oh, yeah. She time. was like She didn't have Trump. one up that wasn't her and Trump. Yeah, exactly. Cause, and it was a pretty big primary. Right, right. She won because of that. Yeah. In Pinellas County. Yeah. And there, and here's the... Have you ever seen the, have you ever seen the, uh, the hot crazy matrix? Oh, of course. You ever seen yeah. that video? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go hot liar matrix. Right. And I think that's why she's getting a pass. Yeah, she's not even that hot to me. You know, I, I, just, I don't uh, know. It just something about maybe it's because I watched her entire campaign unfold and was totally disgusted by her from day one. Oh, I got you. But I so I can't even find her attractive. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I don't have that problem. You do. It, it, it's very, very strange that this is. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's strange. It's 100% predictable that this is happening. Um, but it, it sets up for a weird environment where future politicians are going to create characters and we are going to elect the characters. Yeah, but I think they were doing that anyway. Though. They were, but now it's just so blatant. Well, yeah, now it's way out in the open. I mean, look, I, will, I totally look, will agree with that part. It's way out in the open. Every, right every politician and every person, every human being, and, and this yeah, is a national. You have the representative. You have a well. No, you ha, you have a persona. You know, you have a way that you act and speak and behave in different circumstances. And nobody expects a politician who's giving a can, campaign speech to sound exactly like he would if he was hanging around his best friends or her best friends. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So everybody expects that difference there, but the fact that they are creating a persona out of vapor. You know, I mean, <laughs> at least in the past, politicians were like a a movie loosely based on real events. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? You expected some embellishment. You expected some a little additional drama, you know, things like that. But now it's getting to the point where it's it, these people's lives are now complete fiction, like so far detached from reality. And it's just going to happen more and more. Yeah, and we're going to accept it. Yeah. That's the crazy well, part. Well, because everything's wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's wrestling yeah. at this point. It, but it makes me wonder which path we're going to go. And I hope that we go the path where everybody becomes like us and says, fuck government. You can't trust it at all. We don't want it. We don't need it. Let's just, you know, get rid of it, ignore it, abolish it, or, or you know, <laughs> do whatever we can to make it have very little effect on our daily lives. Or we could go the complete other way where we just go Russia. Yeah, we go Russia. You know, I don't know which way it's going to go. I don't either. I don't either. I, I, here's the thing. And without without saying too much to get us in trouble, I just. Viva la France. <laughs> what? We, we can't call for a revolution on the show. Well, a French one, <laughs> a French one. <laughs> get out the guillotines. I, I, here is the thing. In all honesty, I, I don't I don't see another way anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like heads got to roll. Right. And. Literally. All right. 
Let's uh, skip. I'm not, hold on. And I'm not calling for it. I'm not advocating it. it sound like you're calling for it. But I'm saying that if you're going to want if you want to get serious about fixing it. In fact, I was just pulling up the number for the FBI tip line. I'll bet you were. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to skip change gears completely here uh, because you know what I worked on this week? Uh Oh, I worked on our AI generated show. Oh, yeah. That we talked about. How'd that go? Uh, poorly. <laughs> oh, it poorly. didn't work? Well, uh, first of all, um, I, I got to the point where you have to sign up and give a bunch of personal information, and you know how that is for me. Oh, God. So I had, you didn't give my information. Well, I, I created a completely false persona and you know generated one from scratch. So <laughs> Hold I, on, what are you, running for Congress? <laughs> right? <laughs> so I, I generated a, a completely new fake identity with uh, you know some uh, enough enough uh, backfeed uh, for it to to work um and uh <laughs> so i finally get to the point where i can actually use the ai and here's what i get i'll expand that picture there for you oh it's not doing it uh but uh i got the the message consistently that chat gtp uh chat uh, gpt is at capacity right now <laughs> oh so you can't even get in there to get it no so many people are using this thing right now that it's uh it's basically ineffectual but um i came to the conclusion that it would be a really shitty show anyway okay the reason that is is because i i stumbled across a story about um there was this uh Oh, I totally know about this one. AI-generated show on Twitch, which yeah. was basically a Seinfeld knockoff. Yes. Um, that uh, that uh, w was just on a continuous loop. So they told an AI, told it, watch Seinfeld, and then make a show similar. So it had, you know, basically three characters. They did the... The uh, you know uh, the Jerry the George and what Lorraine Elaine Elaine Elaine, Elaine. Um, so they did those three characters and you know what I actually got a little bit here of a clip let's just listen to it for a second and uh, I'll describe what you're what's on the screen at the time so basically they do these short little clips and in the clips it's either them all standing in in the living room and this is like it's eight bit you know uh, animation it's it's just looks like. A, a 1995 Atari game. Oh, not even that. <laughs> not yeah, maybe an 89 Atari game. That's what it looks like. It's very classic. Yeah, and uh, but it's completely all the the character animations are, are uh, AI generated. All the dialogue is AI generated, and this just goes on forever. So it it switches back and forth between the um, you know the apartment scene, and then it does a little stand up routine, and then it loops back through that. Okay, so I'm just going to go ahead and, and play a little bit here. We'll uh, we'll give it a listen. See what y'all think of this. Hey everybody, I'm Larry, and I'm here to make you laugh tonight. So, what's the worst thing about being a penguin? You can never get your tuxedo dry cleaned. All right, here's another one. How do you fix a broken pizza? You use a tomato paste. Okay, one last joke. Why did the chicken go to the seance? To get to the other side. All right, I'm done for the night. Thanks for having me, everyone. Hope you enjoy the jokes and have a great night. <laughs> Bye. Ha, ha, ha.
exposed to crowd. Waves goodbye. There's a lot of fucking stone people in this country. Right. And that's on a Because you know what? Honestly, if I was really high, that would be funny. <laughs> it's it's funny for just how horrible it is. I would like so, to get high. Hang on. You heard the so now they're news. in the living room. No. What happened? Did some new restaurant open up around here? Or maybe someone finally got rid of those ducks in the park? Oh, come on. Those ducks were harmless. No, none of that happened. I heard the local supermarket is now selling pickle-scented air fresheners. Can you imagine how that would smell? Pickles and air freshener together. He's using a microwave. That's actually kind of genius. Okay, that's enough of that. But you you get the the point of (laughs) why... We could not use Chat GPT because that was running off Chat GPT. Yeah, why we could not use Chat GPT to do a show? Well, I think we could. Okay, and by the way, that show is now off the air. Yes, <laughs> because apparently, this an AI moderator <laughs> banned the AI generated show uh, uh, from Twitch for being transphobic. Yeah, because it made some transphobic jokes. <laughs> some transphobic jokes. So you have a situation where you have an AI banning another AI because the one AI might have offended humans. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's just such well, a I think weird the best scenario. part of it is, though, is that AI banned AI. Right. Yeah. Like, that's the best part. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, it wasn't a moderator that came in and didn't like it. As far as I know, yeah, it wasn't a human that actually complained no, no, about no, it. No, no, mo- it was an AI-generated moderator. Yeah, and, and, and the funny part is, is um, you know, if anyone's actually watching this thing for any significant amount of time, I mean, this runs 24-7, or it did run, 24-7 on a continuous loop, and it's just mind-numbingly bad. You know? Yeah, so, but it's so bad it's good. No, it's not. Maybe like for, you know, three minutes at a time. I mean, if you're high. Let me just put it to you like that. I know. I can see myself high watching that for like two hours. Oh, wow, dude. Like if I was was high enough, I could see myself just sitting there for two hours. You need to go outside and touch grass, man. (laughs) Well, that's what I did. I was inside touching grass. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But yeah, I I just found that to be, in, in finding that, made me realize that there's absolutely no point in pursuing the AI-generated show any further. Because as I predicted, you know, because we talked about it last week, and, you know, I said I think it would be really bad at this point in time. Now, like I also said, give it five years, and in five years it'll probably be better than us. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, so, probably three years, but, you know. Nah, I think, I think in three years it'll be passable. In five to seven years it'll be better. Yeah, you know, and uh, that's the thing. We're we're ev- <laughs> we're slowly replacing ourselves. Yeah, you know? well, probably good though because we're having a lot less people anyway. So <laughs> right, it's all going it's all going down. Yeah, which is one of the things we're going to talk about in the second hour. Uh, we actually didn't get as uh, to as much as I hoped, and there's some some really good things I wanted to get into, and one of those is uh, you know about essentially the future of mankind, um, and also one potential 
you know, uh, thing that we always talk about here on the show, and that is the solar flare. Uh, there's there's more hope for it uh, now. Uh, some interesting things happening on the sun. And uh, God, the omnipotent, is probably gender neutral. <laughs> I just find it funny the church is spending so much time thinking about God's penis. But we'll talk about that on the other side. Uh, go to patreon.com forward slash undetended baggage and join us there. We'll see you.